Welcome to the Soul Rollers podcast, where we discuss jiu-jitsu, life and self-mastery. Here are your hosts, Jackson Gage and William Dennis. All right, here we go. Welcome to episode number 24 of the Soul Rollers podcast. My name is Jackson Gage. I'm here with William Dennis. And uh, yeah, we're we're here for another week of talking about jujitsu and life and self-mastery. Um, before we get started, you know, thanks for everybody who's been sharing our content that we just started putting up on Instagram. You know, some of you guys have been, sh- uh, have been sharing what we're putting up and we appreciate that because that, you know, obviously helps us get in front of more people and you know instagram likes it when you share our shit and so do we so thank you very much and uh yeah if you haven't checked out our ig page uh, the content is pretty dope so you should go check it out and um the soul rollers underscore jj and yeah real quick shout out to dorothy this is my first shout out, Dorothy, Dorothy. Hello, Dorothy. She watches us on the, she doesn't, she, if we don't put the YouTube video up, then she'll hit me up. Hey, I know you put up the podcast, but I like looking at you guys. So uh, can you put the YouTube video up? <laughs> so Dorothy, thank you for that. Cause you keep me on top of my YouTube game. If you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, which not that many people have, it's uh, Soul Rollers, JJ or Soul Rollers Jiu-Jitsu as well. We just throw these episodes up on there in case you want to watch them. <clears throat> But Dorothy, thank you for this hat. Dorothy sent me a hat and it's a dope hat and I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thank you. You're awesome. So I'm wearing it right now, as you can see on the YouTube video. Yeah, Um, she's super supportive and encouraging and just, you know, very positive and, and really a wonderful person. So I'm grateful that, you know, she's able to connect and, and, and share her love and support. And so super grateful for her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And she doesn't train jujitsu, but she loves the, the yeah. message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, she loves the message. But yeah, William said, come in, come in rivalry and say hello. Come watch, watch a class or something. William will be there. Yeah, for so, sure. And it's a um, safe place, always. Yeah. So there's that. And then um, quick shout out to our boy D for coming on last week that was a that was a fun episode it's it's it was great talking with you d great dude um fits right into what we're doing here so we appreciate you man um william yeah truly uh he's a soul roller at heart you know you know someone that is very relatable you know what i mean he's a dad he's a full-time he's working full-time he's in his 40s you know but really asking more of himself and becoming a better version of himself every day, you know, I mean, how is that not relatable? You know, you could put yourself in so many circumstances. Well, I work a lot or man, you know, I got a family, uh, I'm married or, Ooh, man, I'm, I'm older. I'm in my forties. You know, I can't move that way. It's like, really like what excuse and you know he's pushing himself every day i you know you should follow him on instagram and you'll see that he's working out. He's asking more of himself and he's pushing himself to new levels. And, in many areas of life, not just jujitsu. And that's the thing is there's, it's a byproduct, you know, like you begin to build self-confidence and belief in yourself. And then you stretch yourself in other areas. We talk about this all the time with how this podcast is impacting us. And I just think that he's, he's definitely like, he really connects with what we're trying to 
you know, portray with soul rollers and why we're trying to portray it in the way that we are, because it's, it's not, it's, it's very inclusive. There's so much space for anyone in any walk of life. You know, it doesn't matter. There's a space for you and, and, and you can do this. And I think he just embodies that completely. And, and even with the pace, he's saying, just go at your pace, just start, you know, and even what brought him to jujitsu and his story with, through his son and everything, it's very inspiring. And uh, just grateful that he came on and, and supported us and, and allowed us to hear, hear his story. And uh, just, pff, I can go all day. I, I just, I'm really proud that I get to train with him and we get to have him on the podcast. So I hope yeah. people got the value out of it that I did. Yeah, that's episode number 23. If you want to um, check out D DeLeon and you can check him out on Instagram at D DeLeon 52. And like William brought up a point that I was going to say, but you caught, got it before I did is that, you know, you can check it, you know, these 42, 42, 43, 43, I think. And yeah, same thing. You go and he's getting ready for a tournament for a competition and he's, you know, he's full-time dad, full-time job training jujitsu. And then you'll see him late at night on his story in his garage, lifting weights, you know, he's working out, you know what I mean? So, and excuses all those excuses you name man i know so many people with all of those excuses you know well i got my job got my job all i can do is work and go home and watch tv is all the fuck i can do can't do other shit than that and then i can do some drinking on the weekend can't miss while i'm drinking gotta make sure i go drink with my friends and gotta make sure i get off work and watch my fucking netflix series i don't got time for any other shit you know as you slowly deteriorate and walk toward death you know what i mean and then you got guys like D out here killing it, you know, and, and all these other dudes who, especially, man, just this niche right here, man, soul rollers, you know? Um, yeah. So anyhow, thank you, D. Appreciate it, man. We could sit here. We'll just make an episode talking about D. <laughs> oh, yeah. D, D was born in 1978. Shit. <laughs> hey, dude, he's amazing. I, I, I'm proud to you. Like, the fact that we get to have these types of people in our lives and, and each other and, and really live into and create more value and improve our relationship and learn from each other. Dude, I could do this all day. I could talk about this all day. And I'm just, I'm grateful to have you guys in my life and I'm grateful to have jujitsu in my life. And I'm grateful to be in this place in life to be able to share this stuff. So it's valuable, man. And it's how you apply it you know so so it is that that's what you create in your life so yeah exactly so thank you d and then um there's something else i was going to mention oh this is random this is a random i mean not random it's jujitsu but it's not it's not a, it's not about d <laughs> well shit damn it fucking this episode. love you d <laughs> um gotta move on yeah we gotta move on d <laughs> sorry bro D throws the phone right now. Fuck this podcast. Assholes. <laughs> like, that, that's it. That's I'm going to lift weights in my garage. Fuck these motherfuckers. That's all they're saying about me. I'm going to lift the weights. I'm going to crush you next time I roll. He did last night. Good. <laughs> but um, but um, that's good, man. He's getting ready for that um, tournament. But um, oh, this is off topic. But you know, BJJ fanatics having another sale. Well, it's, it ends tonight. It's forty percent off. By the time you hear this, it's probably over. But so whenever that, ha- I try to skip those because you, you go, can. Yeah. You try to skip too much. You know, I try to skip those. But um, right now I'm trying to 
because I've been working on half guard a lot. And I'm like, man, I, I want to put some time into some type of open guard, you know, just start developing some open guard I feel comfortable with. And because uh, we've been doing a lot of like uh, X guard and single leg X, you know, sweeps and things and, and um, entries. And I, I really like that shit. I feel really comfortable with it. So I've been looking at, uh, and then we were working omoplatas from collar sleeve. So I'm like, oh, fuck them. Look at, look at collar sleeve. So what they have on collar sleeve on BJJ fanatics, what do they have? So I'm looking, I'm looking. And then I see, you know, Mikey Musumeki, Musumechi, however the fuck you say it. You, you, you have his, uh, he's got a collar sleeve on there. So I'm like, okay, let me go look at the preview on YouTube. And so I'm watching him teach the collar sleeve and I'm, holy fuck bro like out of all the bjj fanatics i got a whole fucking library of those motherfuckers you know i don't have them all but i do have quite a bit and this kid is a fucking good teacher man like if you can get your hand on one of his videos holy shit man like he breaks it down and simplifies it at a really deep level you know what i mean so he can teach you to understand it in a fucking video you know what i mean like sometimes you watch it and you're like Ah, that's a lot of shit. Sometimes you watch one and it's like three hours, move after move after move after move. He'll take like one fucking move that will make you good as fuck. And he'll teach you that, you know what I mean? Through the whole thing and just teach you everything about it and the fulcrum and the fucking way you're moving arms and where it, there's so much depth to it. And I'm like, dude, this kid's a genius, you know? So anyhow, I just wanted to like shout him out for that. Cause I was, I was, my, my mind was blown. I was so in debt. I was like, holy sh I was just blown away by that. So yeah, if you can get one of his videos or if there's something he's teaching on there that you want to buy, bro, he's the dude to, to, to purchase. So anyhow, yeah. Well, to build on that, one thing I was doing is I purchased a, you know, my thing is closed guard and I'm trying to stay focused on that and not get distracted by other things in jujitsu because there's so many fun things you can learn. And we've been doing this like open guard stuff and, and passing and different stuff. And I, I've been trying to switch stuff up and just kind of play and have some fun lately. And I feel like I've been getting distracted by just playing around with the new stuff we're learning. And I'm not like, and even D mentioned it to me yesterday, bringing him up again. Uh, he's like, nah, I'm going to get back to my game plan. I'm like, ah, yeah, you're right. I'm probably, you know, screwing around too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's fun. It's like, ah, oh, this is cool. Like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm screwing around too much. I got to get, stay focused. So, you know, is it like, you know, for me, I was wondering when you're sharing that, like you were saying about half guard, is it easy to get distracted and say, oh, I'm going to start learning some other stuff? You know, maybe you hit a plateau, like close guard, you hit a plateau with half guard. How do you stay committed to your game while also stretching yourself and learning new things? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good, um, I've been rapid, trying to wrap my mind around that. I actually watched a video last night before bed of this black belt dude. And he was talking about that. And he was talking about not getting wrapped up in one game too much. He was like, he was saying that, and he was had a, I'll send it to you later. It's a really good video. You'll enjoy it. He was saying like, you know, it's good to explore other, you know, other guards and whatnot. And mainly because, well, for me, like I look at like, some of these good black belts and they're pretty fucking good from a lot of places, you know? And he was saying like, your game really expands when you spend time doing, you spend time doing one guard for a while. And then, then you put some time into another guard. And then all of a sudden those two guards connect. And then 
you do it with another guard and then all of a sudden they connect. You might keep your close guard as your main game, but you know, you're, you're adding on to it. And as you do that, you start realizing shit. You didn't realize you should, you start realizing things that weren't, you know, uh, in your sight before you're like, Oh fuck, I can, I can do this. If I try this or this takes me right into this submission or I can sweep them and get back into this or whatever, you know, but, uh, and you want to, and I believe that you want to have like a, like your main game that you're wearing. And this is just us figuring this shit out. You know, I'm speaking as I'm figuring it out in my mind, but you, you want to have your, you know, something that you feel comf- confident, comfortable with that if maybe you were going to use that when you compete or use that when you go against somebody who you know is going to be a, a really hard role for you, but then you want some other, a, a secondary game that you can start getting good at as well so that you know, you're multifaceted, you know? So, um, because it's, and what that black belt was saying, he was like, it makes jujitsu really fun when you spend a lot of time doing one guard and then you're like, Oh shit, I get to try this brand new guard. I'm going to start working on this for a little while. It's like a new car, you know, and you get to do that and start figuring it out and learning it and learning it. And then you're like, Hmm, I don't want to try something else, but you keep your main, you know, whatever you feel really good at, you keep working on that too, but you can try other shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think to add, that, to, to add to it and expand as you as you grow in jujitsu, you know. Yeah, so. I think that's important. What you're saying is like you know your know your foundation, but be willing to like you know grow around that and build on it, you know. And and a typical you know the black belts, man, they they are smart, you know. Um, a lot of times, what came up for me when you're sharing that is like I've noticed when coaches coaching so, like a different blue belt that's pretty higher like advanced and he's like okay he knows their their strengths and he's like you're not allowed to use this for a little while i want you to work on this that, that's a weaker point of the game and so that that can evolve like them into being a stronger player so i've seen him do that before i'm like why wouldn't he let him do half guard anymore and it's like because he knows like we're good there i need you to like grow here you know and so it's kind of that too yeah so that's yeah, that, really cool. yeah that sound and then also in my mind i'm thinking to myself well I feel comfortable. Uh, I'm at my level at, at half guard, you know, I'm not fucking obviously not great fucking black belt level, but I, when I get into half guard, I feel pretty comfortable. If I get the knee shield and a, and a collar grip, you know, I, I, I know what to do. So I feel very comfortable there. So I find myself, especially in hard rolls, boom, I slide right into that motherfucker every time, you know? And I'm like, well, what if I felt this comfortable with open guard? Yeah. How good would I be then? How much better would my game be if I got myself to the point where I'm comfortable with, with, you know, De La Hiva and fucking, you know, collar sleeve and all that shit, you know, and some, some lasso and, you know, you start setting up different things and all of a sudden now you're like, okay, now I'm com- just as comfortable with half guard as I am with this other guard now, you know, so what else am I uncomfortable with? And I think you can slowly expand and bolster your game if you get good. And cause I don't there, I mean, when I see the, like I was saying, man, when I see these like good black belts, they're not, they're fucking good everywhere. You know what I mean? They're pretty much good everywhere. Like for example, there's, there's one, <clears throat> there's a, there's a school North of here. Dude is, um, been a black belt for, I don't know how long he's been a black belt, but you can tell he's, he's competed a lot and he just does half guard. He's fucking half guard specialist. And then when I watch his, his uh like classes and stuff that i i see online and shit 
mainly that's all he's teaching all his tutorials everything he's doing is half guard it's all half guard and i'm like man that's good but i don't know if i'd want to i don't know if I, personally if i'd want to train there because i want to learn everything in jujitsu you know what i'm saying so since his specialty spent this whole time doing half guard that's all he's really good at teaching no offense i don't know that's all i see him teaching you know and i feel like like one of my professors went there they could teach half guard as good as him but they could teach every fucking position at a high level you know what i mean and i i someday would lo- like to be able to teach people more than just one game but i could be wrong but who fucking knows i'm just trying to well, figure it out as i go along it also goes back to what you know one of the things i acknowledged you for today was when i got real excited about something i'm working on i'm telling you oh this is what i'm gonna do you're like okay that's a giant vision so like you, you helped me bring it back down to like, what's the first step, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, you get super excited, right? Jiu-Jitsu is something you could just, wow. And for black belts, yeah, they have mastered multiple facets and, and fundamentals. And so they're able to artistically explore different directions more freely. And so one of the things about the videos, like the BJJ Fanatics, one of the, I bought that closed guard training and, uh, but I did it when I was a white belt because I started getting interested in, in closed guard. And I was watch, I watched the whole thing and I remember watching it, but I couldn't take it in, right? It was just too much information. It was like trying to drink a waterfall, so to speak. I'm like, I, I just, I can't, like, it's too much. And now I noticed when I went back to it and watched it again recently, I'm like, oh, I, it makes more sense now because I can take a little bit more in. I'm not saying I can take all of it in still, um, and I think that's what maybe we can misperceive with black belts is, man, they know everything. And it's like, yeah, but I think they did take a path to that, right? They, they worked through it to get there. And so, you know, I think we got to like make it smaller and go, yeah, we, we have a game like the, like we're talking about, and then we're, we're kind of adding on things here and there but always in a way to attach it to what we're already trying to build, I think. And then before you know it, you know, years down the road, we're in a place where maybe, you know, and that's one thing also that comes up is the, the guys are going down to San Diego this weekend to cross train and at Alliance. And um, one thing that, you know, professor always shares when he gets back, it's not that like he brags about this, or anything he did right he's like oh this is something i noticed that i was struggling with or i haven't been avoiding or i haven't learned enough and he's already working on that and teaching us that and i'm like oh cool so he's still learning he's still expanding his base and foundation of jujitsu and he's always willing to like find weaknesses or areas where he can get stronger and i'm like dang that's self-reflection right that's real growth because when you do that that makes everyone better around you and so they think we could use that and like, remember, hey, you're right where you need to be. Stay here. Don't get caught up in like, man, I need to know open guard and Dele Eva and, and lapel. And, you know, yeah, take take a breath and remember, like, you're supposed to be keep keep working your game. And uh, but yeah, learning from the black belts and seeing, hey, yeah, I want to structure my game, like look for that future vision and then work backwards and actually be where you're at. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't set too high expectations. Don't get off track. Don't get distracted. Don't get overwhelmed. And I think it all ties together. Yeah. And, and do what, what is, uh, keep it fun, you know, keep it fun. So for me, like I said earlier, like for me, it's like, I'm, 
like at this moment, I'm like, okay, at this juncture, I'm really fucking pumped up. Like I'm super excited to get into class to work on fucking open, to work on collar sleeve. You know, like if you feel that, like I feel very pumped up about that. And, um, you know, I also saw another, oh, what's this guy's name? Oh, fuck. I forgot his name. Um, this other, this other black belt who was teaching this seminar on, on half card that I was watching. And he was talking about how like half guard and closed guard, those are close range guards. And he said, you got to get strong at those. But as he said, it's also good to develop a long range guard to, before they get to your close range guard, you know, because if you can dominate them before they even get in close, you know, then you don't got to even worry about it. But if they do, then, you know, you're, they're, they're walking into some they're coming into some deadly territory they don't even know about, you know what I mean? They don't know you're, you're there, but, um, but yeah, it just depends on what, what interests you, you know, where your passion is, what, if, how, how much you want to learn. And yeah, it's the, I've seen the same thing with like, um, with my professor too, man, they're always, they're always freaking learning. Like before class the other day, he got there early and he had on his AirPods and he was watching uh, that, that Mike, that Musumeti, uh, that his new, like the matrix fucking shit, you know, he's sitting there watching, not listening to anybody he's sitting there, you know, like a kid on his back watching, learning, you know, studying before class because he wants to, not because that's what he's going to teach us because he's trying to get better. And, uh, you know, they say that we've said this before, but, and I saw it again yesterday. They say, when you get to black belt, jujitsu starts over, you know, you start learning again. So, you know, and that's when the real, the real learning begins. Yeah. So, and that, you know, it makes me think about like with life and everything, it's, man, like make sure you're committing yourself to what truly matters because, you know, to get to that kind of a level or to get to that kind of experience in life, you need to be present with where you are, you know, set correct expectations and, and grow at, you know, the pace you're supposed to, right. You know, like, you know, I was talking to my professor the other day, yesterday after class and you know, we were talking about, you know, jujitsu is a tool, like just because you have a black belt or a cert, you know, just because you do jujitsu doesn't make you uh, a good person. You know, it's an opportunity for you to use the tool to better yourself and create characteristics in you that allows you to be a good person. The mats just as much as it allows you to perform better at the martial arts on the mat. Right. And so it's just an opportunity to grow. But in order to step into the growth and make that happen, you have to, you know, apply effort and, and dedication and commitment to that ideal or to that practice, right? And so using these, like, which we always point to, which is what sober rulers do, like they, if you're growing in one area of your life, how can you apply that to other areas of your life? And I really think that that's just like personal development has been really key for us, right? and yeah. using that and applying it and connecting it together. Like foundationally, we were really kind of more focused on personal development over the last six, seven years, if you ask me, but now we're stepping into jujitsu, which is just another tool for human optimization. If you'd call it that, you know, yeah. And it, somehow that's like another connecting piece that is built on top of the foundation of personal development for us. And yeah. I think that's just like what we're saying with, you know, your clothes guard or whatever it is, you know, and you can layer it, you know, like with jujitsu, like having a better open guard. If I work De La Hiva, you know, coach did a really good, like solid training on De La Hiva, And I got really confident with it. And I felt really good. 
um, and I enjoy it. And so by the time they get, you know, to a closer guard, like you're saying, like a very, you know, close contact guard, they're already tired because they had to work through my daily heave. And so that benefits me, right? I'm making them work at each level and each layer that of my game or not, or they're just smashing me and I'm like, ah, sorry, you know, I suck. But um, depends on who I roll with. <laughs> but, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, same thing with life. Like when we're interacting externally with life, like we're going out there trying to create a business or doing something, we need layers of character. Like I don't give up. I show up. I, you know, I have integrity or whatever it is. You build these through the struggles of getting better at jujitsu, you know, doing personal development and committing to it and sticking to your daily practices in, in, in personal development, like journaling, you know, meditation, all these things that we do. Same thing with you with nutrition and diet. Like you really are great about like testing yourselves in those areas and pushing yourself to grow and learn and, and take part in growing yourself and being healthier, you know, and when we do that, it gets us ready for what's coming in life, which we never know what it will be. Maybe it's a loss of a family member. Maybe it's some difficulty that we didn't expect, a loss of career, whatever, right? But because we've strived and struggled in voluntary things, like we put ourselves in difficulty, like, you know, it's going to be hard. Like I busted my lip, you know, my ear, like the earlobe that connects to my, it feels like it's getting ripped right there. It hurts so bad. I'm like, man, I'm putting myself through this struggle in order to really like gain some character so that when other unknown difficulty comes in my life, I have the confidence to go, fuck, this is tough, but I have what it takes to get through this, right? The belief in yourself. And I really think that's part of what it takes to grow yourself in jujitsu and stick with it to grow through the belts and through the levels and build your game, so to speak. Yeah. Building yourself as you build your game. A um, couple things on that. Um, yeah. Putting yourself through struggle regularly is, you know, there's that one quote somewhere, you know, we, we you know, I think Joe Rogan said it something about how, if you, you know, jujitsu makes it so that, you know, you, you struggle hard here on the mats and it makes the struggles of life much easier. Um, and there's another kind of mic, mac, micro uh, lesson from what you said that happened with me as, as an example, um, or just something I kind of observed oh, this, there's this purple belt named flex that, um, he competes a lot. He's been training a long time, you know, real, really technically sound dude flex. What's up, man. He, he, um, he came in the other night. He doesn't always train here at my school. Um, He's within the stronghold family, but he doesn't, oh, he's under Mike, but he doesn't train at Point Loma all the time. And uh, he came in and we were training. He, re- he reminded me like, like before we started rolling, he was kind of like, okay, what are you working on? And I, I hadn't, I didn't think of anything at the moment, you know? So we kind of just rolled, but we had talked afterward and he was like, yeah, man, the, you know, you know, this is where, you know, rolling with people is where you want to like test shit out. You know, this is where you want to test things out. So, and I thought about it and I'm like, yeah, that's true, man. I mean, I already know that, but how many people go into roles wanting to win the role? You know what I mean? How many people want to win the fucking role? Even you listening, if you're listening, do you want to win your roles? You know, and uh, that's a mindset. I think as you move up the belts that that drops off, 
and you realize like, let me just try what the fuck I'm working on today. Let me put myself in this voluntary struggle of collar sleeve, which I know is going to get passed. Just like my half guard got passed for a fucking year straight. You know, this collar sleeve is about to be passed for a year for however long, you know, even if it's just a month, I do it. But, uh, and you know, that's how you're going to get better at jujitsu by just, you know, putting yourself into the struggle, even on a small level of trying new shit. It doesn't matter if you win the goddamn role, you know, you're not getting, you're not getting anything out of fucking winning a role with your fucking training partner, you know, other than, I mean, you might feel good about yourself. Like, yeah, I fucked him up, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you, you're not going to gain anything from that, you know, put yourself in a bad position and learn how to get out of it, you know, and that's, that's how you're going to get better. And eventually you're going to be really fucking good if you keep doing that, you know? So, and then as far as the, the trying new things and shit, I just wanted to tell the listeners about the, uh, yesterday I went to this holistic health clinic and we were just talking about my energy levels and we were discussing different shit and, uh, different natural remedies and things like that. And we came up with, uh, with vitamin, <clears throat> vitamin B12 injections. And, uh, because most of us are deficient in vitamin B. So for one, look up the health benefits of vitamin B12, but, um, it was fairly fucking affordable. It was like 140 bucks for 50 weeks worth. And, uh, it's one shot per week and you give it to yourself. Now you can go in there. They'll charge you five bucks to give you the shot, but I'll just do it myself. And I took that shot yesterday and I felt fucking amazing. I felt, I swear to God, I felt like I hadn't felt life felt like it felt when I was like 10 or 11. You know what I mean? Like when you just feel amazing, like your body hasn't been soaked with all this fucking shit and poisons and, you know, depleted of all your minerals. And, you know, you're walking around in this fucking poisonous concrete jungle that we live in. You know what I mean? It, you know, I don't know. Be, I don't know what it is, but that shit, I was walking through Target I was alert. I was feeling good. I felt like I could fucking, I was winning at every, I was like, God damn, anything I attempt right now, I'm going to fucking succeed at, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's just because most of us don't feel as good as we're supposed to feel. Our, our baseline is not, you know, we're walking around feeling like shit and we don't even know it. it's because we're surrounded by poison. We don't have the nutrients that we need in our bodies. So, I mean, I'm always on a mission to feel good as fuck. And, uh, if you can get, if you're on that same mission, go get some fucking vitamin B12 injections and you'll feel amazing. I'm telling you right now, it's not the same as she was explaining it to me scientifically, why it's not the same as taking a tablet. I've taken B12 tablets and I don't feel like that. And, uh, but I can't explain that shit to you why it feels so good. But yeah, man, I just want to tell anybody who who's looking for that type of feeling, fucking go do it. Cause that shit was amazing. So anyhow, that's my B12 story for the day. Nice. Yeah. No, I get yeah, that's, you know, improving health, improving your life, improving your relationships, improving your, you know, you know, gratitude and your ability to feel, you know, that's important, you know, all of it. And I think that's, you know, again, it goes back to like being willing to struggle in certain aspects allows you to, you know, really view the other, you know, areas of your life that used to be overwhelming you know i was saying this last night to my wife i'm like man next time every time i catch myself complaining a lot i'm like i i guarantee you i haven't been working hard enough you know i need to get my ass to work go work out if you're bitching and complaining 
you need to get your ass out in that garage and, and fucking work out and then go to jujitsu and get your ass whooped. And after I'm done doing both of those, I'm like, whew, I don't have the energy to be bitching and complaining and in my head, twisting and turning thoughts and going, oh, fuck, what if this, per- oh, you know, all the negativity. I'm like, I'm fucking tired. Brain, shut up. I don't got time for that shit. You know, I'm tired. I'm recovering. I'm, I'm working on something now and I feel good. You know, it's like this mental chatter gets out of hand when when we're underperforming you know our potential we're not performing at our best and our health it it goes along with that when we're eating nasty shit and we're not drinking water we're drinking you know sodas and bullshit and we feel like shit no wonder you're sitting your ass on the couch you feel like shit you're not even giving yourself an opportunity to do more and to call out that inner excellence and that inner potential that you have available to you I was preaching what I was preaching about D is he's not sitting there making excuses. Excuses are always focused on the external. I was really struggling this last week with stress and just mental health, you know? And when I talked to my therapist, she, she said something that really stood out to me. She's like, you're really focused on the external. And I'm like, Holy shit, you're not kidding. And what was amazing about that is what I've been doing is and really setting my intentions for the day. Like I want to be loving, lighthearted, joyful, and just deeply grateful. Like I just really want to feel a lot of gratitude today. And I was driving back yesterday from jujitsu. I had tears in my eyes because I just felt so grateful, like for you and for what we are doing and for jujitsu and for my wife, my kid. And I started to cry. I'm like, hell yeah. I set my intentions for the day and I began generating thoughts and emotions and feelings and, and, and actions that magnify those intentions. But yet when we're eating like shit, we feel terrible. We're all tired. We're all sad. We're thinking about negative shit. What happens? We're sitting on, we're, we're perpetuating external things that match how we're feeling internally. And we're not taking responsibility for what's going on inside of us. You know, we don't have energy. It's, we, we, we cultivate energy through our food and, and through our actions and all the stuff we're doing. And then we are responsible for what we generate from that energy. What are we making with it? You know, are you making negative, grumpy, rude bullshit where you go out and fucking flip people off as you're driving and that feeds into how you interact with your kids. And then you're judging yourself for being a shitty parent. And you know, it's like a cascade effect. But what we're trying to do is going shit, let's go do some hard shit. And then we're out this brain that's just thinking negative all the time and going, okay, now that I'm tired, how do I want to show up, you know, and you're not overwhelmed by all the negativity and anytime, just like with excuses, right? Work, family, whatever keeps you from doing good things. It's like, that's always external. Ah, this external event's going to make me feel this way, uncomfortable, whatever it is. So I'm going to avoid it. And it's like, fuck your feelings sometimes. Like, right. Like, you know, the other day we were training really hard yesterday and I'm like, Hey, tired is a thought. Stop that thought. Stop believing that thought. Let's push guys. Let's go. And the guys are like, ah, oh, fuck. Okay. And they kept doing their pushups and it made me go harder too. And so I'm like, fuck that thought. I, that doesn't work for me right now. I'm training. I'm, I'm working hard. I don't need to be thinking about, Oh, I'm tired. What I need to be thinking is like, Hey, let's go move, push, go. You know, I'm calling out more than I think is possible because I'm not holding on to the negativity. And that's something that coach brought up to me the other day. He called me out because I was rolling with him, which 
isn't an ass kicking, you know, like Mm -hmm. he just smushes me into the mats and I feel like I'm trying to carry his weight the whole time. And I'm like, this is terrible. Like, I feel like a complete buffoon. And there was a point in time where he was smushing my stomach so much. And I'm like, Oh, my brain is like, dude, this sucks. I don't even want to do this. I just want to tap. And I'm like, fuck you brain. I'm not tapping to pressure. Like, no, you just deal with it. And we're going to work our way out of this. And I was grateful for him to apply that pressure so that I can dig deeper. Right. But afterwards, like, he's like, Hey, I noticed when like, cause he, one of us started standing, one of us started seating, like the seated, the, the seated guard, you know? And I'm, he's like, Hey, do you want up or down? And I'm like, um, I'll just, I'm going to end up on my, you know, I'm going to end up down there anyways, might as well just start there. And he's like, what kind of mindset is that? You know, you're already starting thinking that you're going to, you know, you know, I'm going to take you down. Yada, yada. And I'm like, ah, dang, you're right. He's like, you know, we all do that. We all set ourselves up that way sometimes. So I just wanted to make you aware of it. And I'm like, dang, you're right. Like, he's like, make it fun. You're like, Hey, I'll stand up. You know, we're here to solve problems and it doesn't matter what kind of problems or where, where we're at when we're starting to solve the problems. But the truth is we're just having fun solving problems. And I was like, damn, like, well said, you know, and, and it's on me to come with a stronger, more powerful mindset, right? It's my responsibility to do that, to commit to do that. And sometimes we need friends in our lives or coaches or someone to call that out of us, you know, or help us reflect on that. So that's some of the stuff that I've been deeply thinking about lately and then and, and struggling with. And I wanted to share that. So I don't know what you take from that stuff. Oh, that's <clears throat> sorry. That's all good stuff, man. Um, couple things with that 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 pop up in my mind um i just realized that every time after you finish i always say the exact same thing so a couple things with that that pop up in my mind uh, (laughs) i try it's it's a it's a fucking this is on it's a to listen to someone talk and then to mentally take notes within it and then respond that's a fucking like that's a skill too like you know you got to practice that shit especially when i talk dude yeah I can go just ask my wife. She'd be like, do you ever shut up? Like, no, no. It, it's true. Like you'll be talking and I'll be memorizing points. And by the time I get to like the fifth point, I got to start over. My fifth point just became my first one. I forgot everything else. I just was going to say motherfucker, but it's good. Cause it, it, you know, it's sharpening my communication skills too. So, um, and I forgot everything, uh, <laughs> but, uh, so damn, what was I talking about? Oh, Okay. First off, as far as the personal growth part that you were talking about and the thoughts, I'll get to that in a second, but just back, back real quick to the game portion uh, that I just wanted to throw in how how expansive everything is. We've also been working on, um, you know, like different types of guard passing and uh, like just the movement from guard passing, like just the movement, just like pummeling your legs and moving from side to side and, and uh, just all the little details, just with that, before you even hit the, the knee slice or, you know what I mean? Before you even hit anything, just the movement. And that has really opened my eyes to like the depth of everything. You know, you're just like, fuck, man. It's so cool because damn, now I want to work this shit during practice. You know, I want to try to work this. So, and you got to pick what you're going to work. And so you can just, it's just an ever expanding, never ending web of, of learning, man. So, um, and anyhow, just wanted to say that, but, uh, also what you, that's a pretty cool story. Yeah. About Victor. That's true, man. 
you know, um, and in going into roles, sometimes it's good to pick the shit you're weak at, you know, the shit you're, you, you know, you're not good at like, okay, fuck, I'll try to pass your guard professor. Go ahead sit down. I'm going to try to pass this shit, you know? Um, and, but then it's still in your mind, you're like, fuck, as soon as we make contact, I'm getting swept. Fuck. You know? <laughs> it's so bad too. It's like, yeah. <laughs> come on you and i both know that we're just kidding right like yeah. this is kind of silly but i'll pretend with you like yeah. you're just gonna pretty much just sweep the hell out of me and i'm like ah fuck whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true man fuck but, but uh that's the voluntary struggle you need to like go put yourself and get your butt kicked like all yeah, right exactly yep you got to do it so it's fun but uh and then, yeah, just to reiterate what you were saying, like uh, when you go to like when your mind is all wound up like that, whether you're like anxious or you're just thinking about a bunch of shit or, you know, maybe maybe depressed, whatever the fuck it is, <clears throat> which happens to a lot of people, man. You know, I see a ton of people. What you were saying, I see it's it's more common than not for people to point outside of themselves for their circumstances always you know oh i'm in this relationship this person makes me happy you know or i gotta find a girlfriend she'll then i'll that'll make me happy you know like that's one of the big ones like that our society has fucked up you know like nobody outside of you will ever make you happy you can get someone you're still not going to be happy nobody can make you happy that that word shouldn't fuck that phrase should be taken out of the goddamn nothing no one can make you happy happiness is completely something that is cultivated within yourself always and then everything that happens in your life you're happy because you're already happy nothing can make you that way we fall into this trap of like oh like you see a lot of people buying shit buying shit will make me happy nope go ahead keep buying shit never gonna find the happiness you're looking for with that get this new car it's gonna make me happy nope it won't make you happy you got to work on it and people are scared to work on their work on it within themselves or don't know how, you know, but um, that's where something like jujitsu and struggle comes in because, you know, a lot of times we look for this happiness outside of ourselves because our mind is rushing, our mind is moving so fast and we, we get depressed and anxious and we're like, what the fuck is life about? What's going on? You start blaming your circumstances. You blame the things outside of you and then you look for the remedy outside of you, you know? And when both of those things are false. And so, you know, your mind gets all wound up and going through struggle like jujitsu or, or working out at the gym or sweating, you know, pushing yourself hard. It's like, it's like your mind is, is like this yarn that's just all fucking wound up and you go through this struggle and you get out and everything, the whole, all the knots are gone. Everything is clear. And when you, when you clear all those knots out of your mind, you become like a conduit for good shit because you're in a good vibration and when you're working on working on your own fucking vibration like your therapist said you know like quit looking outside of yourself work on raising your own vibration regularly then everything outside of you everything outside of you starts to match the level of the vibration you have which goes back to the fact that when you look at your life and your circumstances that's your vibration creating that you're responsible for it if you're not making the money that you want that's your responsibility. You, you haven't, you, you haven't raised your level. You know, if your life doesn't look like you want it to, if you don't like your relationship, whatever it is at your core, your vibration and who you are has attracted that stuff in your life. So if you want to change it, you have to do the work on yourself, 
you know, and as you do that, those things will, will change, they'll fall off and things that match your vibration will start to appear in your life. And that's, that's, you know, that's just how it works. You can call it whatever you want, quantum physics, whatever, but that's how it, uh, that's how it goes down. And then people would say, well, how do I raise my vibration? And me and William would say, go to jujitsu. That's how you raise that motherfucker. You know, that's how I do it. That's yeah. the main reason I start. That's the main, as much as I love jujitsu and, you know, everyone has a reason why they go, I go to raise my vibration mainly because when I'm done with it, because of all that it offers, I feel amazing. And when I feel amazing, I'm able to create amazing, you know, and I'm able to transform my life into what I want it because I feel good. So, um, that was, I just wanted to piggyback off of what you were saying on, on working on yourself, you know? Yeah. And that's what you're saying is powerful because it's like, you know, for one, you got to acknowledge like people, you know, they, before you can get to start to want to grow and stuff, you got to eliminate all the shit that's just weighing you down, crushing you, you know, you know, so people have been through trauma. You've had shitty stuff happen in your life. Yeah. That sucks. And it's not about us saying, oh, we'll just fuck it, go to jujitsu and ignore that it all happened. Hell no. Like you got to acknowledge your shit, you know, face it and, you know, go forward with that. That's where you're meant to be. Just like, you know, you can't avoid your weaknesses in jujitsu. Like don't avoid it, face it, you know, and, and let's, and don't do it on your own, get support to do so if you need it. You know, like uh, my, my professor supports me in teaching me jujitsu because I can't figure it out on my own my partners, my, my training partners help me grow by, you know, being mirrors for me where I'm not strong in certain areas. They show me where I'm weak and I'm like, dang, okay. So you can begin to take on the mindsets and the perspectives of those around you. If you have supportive, good people in your life, right. And jujitsu provides that again, jujitsu is just a tool. It's an opportunity for you to grow. If the only tool you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So you're going around bashing shit and breaking shit and going, why is my life in shambles? You know, and it's like, okay, have better tools, right? Jiu-jitsu shows us that where, you know, it's hard to go into a relationship and start doing healing work and work through your shit when you don't have the tools to do so, right? And your brain is naturally wired to avoid the shit we're not good at because that puts us in danger and we need to survive, Right. So why do I avoid, you know, trying to pass my professor's guard? Cause he's going to rip my head off. You know, it's like, dun, 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 dun. my brain says no. And then it's yeah. like in jujitsu, you realize like, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to suck. It's okay to learn. It's okay to make mistakes. And we have to have the same space and ability to grow and learn in our life. Right. Look at this podcast, dude. How many times have we bumped into external circumstances between you and I that has caused us to be like, uh, we got to pivot. We got to go this way. We got to change this. We got to do it on this day. Nope. We got to do this time. Nope. We need to change. I mean, the external struggles that we face in order for you and I to do this podcast, even though it's fucking so much fun and it makes me so happy and it's so worth it, it still causes like in order to get our schedules matching and to do all the things we need to do to make this happen. It, it, there's a lot of external stressful events that we can focus on and make negative to keep us from doing this. Same thing with life. Like the shit that comes up with me and marriage. It's like, well, I asked for this to help me become better. It's a declaration. Like I'm choosing this struggle to become a better man, you know? And 
And that's what it's about. Same thing with jujitsu, just use different tools. And, and maybe jujitsu is not the tool for you. Maybe meditation isn't your jive. Maybe it's something else, but find those tools for you. It's not a one size fits all, all the time. I still think jujitsu holds inside of it, the most space, the most sacred space, the most welcoming space for all practices and all methodologies and all like people. It really is a one size fits all, like truly workable tool that will help you grow if you're willing. The barrier of entry though, is you must be willing to struggle. You must be willing to face difficulty on a daily basis. And it doesn't get easier as you get better. It gets harder. Who does that? You know, that's such a good barrier for entry, right? You know, because self-help and personal development, anyone could pick up the books and anyone could, you know, pretend to be following the practices. But common sense isn't always common practice. It's just like what you're saying about, you know, having a game plan every time you go to train. Why don't we do that? Just like coaches told me how many times to bring a camera and record my roles. Why the fuck don't I do that? You know, just like I should be journaling after every time I roll and saying what worked well, what didn't work. Why the fuck am I not doing that? <clears throat> what are common practices that if we start to initiate in our lives, we set the intention, we generate the, the effort and make it happen on purpose. No excuses, no external shit. Life is an inner game, right? Just like jujitsu is it's a, it's a inner, the biggest opponent I go against every day in jujitsu is me always. And so if it's an inner game, then why aren't we putting the practices in place that cultivate creation and growth in that inner game? Right. Yeah. Cause we're human. Yeah. And you, uh, what you had said is like, you know, it may not be jujitsu that you're looking for, but also <clears throat> I really believe, especially for, people who haven't started or somebody maybe around our age, male or female. And there's so many people who just are, they still don't know what the fuck to do with their life. And they're 40. You know what I'm saying? They were, they turned 18 and society said, you're an adult now, figure some shit out, you know, and they're 40 now. And they're like, fuck, I still can't figure this motherfucker out. Why not? Well, because you probably haven't put yourself through the fucking struggle to be proud of yourself, you know? to make you feel like you're doing something in life and jujitsu offers you that. So don't think you're past the time where you can do some great shit, because if you go start training jujitsu, that in itself is something great. And you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, yeah, I'm a badass motherfucker. You know, regardless, you could be a white belt first day and get your ass whooped. You go home with the bruise on your eye. You're like, fuck, I did something. I did something good with my life for fucking once. I did something. You know what I mean? And jujitsu offers you that. So, um, obviously this show is like this podcast is one of the biggest parts of it is we're like, we're propagating. We're like, we want, we, we want to, you know, get people into jujitsu just because of what it does for your life. You know? So, I mean, everybody I come in contact with, if they're not training, I'm, I'm selling it to them, you know, I'm telling them come train and it's most of them won't, but some of them do. And some of them that do love it, you know, Juan, look at Juan Garola. He freaking loves it. You know, he loves it. I don't know how, what age he's like, I don't know how old Juan is. <laughs> 84 or some 84, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, just 
it's it's um you can do something really really dope with your life if you're you know it reminds me of that movie fight club you know all these guys it reminds me exactly of that movie fight club you know all these guys who are you know just working their jobs and living that life of quiet desperation all of a sudden they get in this fight club and they all come alive you know they all all of a sudden they have something to live for you know because they're bettering themselves and that's what we're here for to better ourselves if you're not taking the steps to better yourself you're just dying slowly you know yeah and and think about the duality of that like what do we you know life is like in order to feel like we're we perceive life through our senses right so when i grab this like it feels cold the water feels cold but the truth is <clears throat> is that i learned this from that sad guru guy that fucking cool dude um he's like you perceive life through that so you're comparing everything it's all a comparison game so this feels cold but the only reason it feels cold to me is because of the heat of my body so there's always a variable that kind of throws that off and it's always a comparison game. But when you're inner, it's like, <clears throat> you know, I'm trying to grow. So when I don't have comparison or I don't have contrast more than comparison, comparison is like judging something as better or worse, you know, and having that preference, but con contrast just goes, okay, this is where I am. It finally lets me know where I am. And then this is where I want to be. I want to grow, right? I want to get to this destination, which is what you need for even the GPS as amazing as Google Maps is, you need those two things. So the duality and, and what it presents us is like, man, most of the time in my life, there was a time in my life with, when you and I were really struggling through our retirement, where the only thing I could do was listen to a podcast and take a walk. Like that's as much activity as I could put out because I was so depressed. Like, yeah. that's it. Like taking a walk. I was like, holy shit. I can't believe I left my house. Like I didn't want to leave my house. Like I just was just wrapped up in depression and just overwhelmed and taking yeah, a walk. And I would time. just listen to hundreds of podcasts. I listened to so many podcasts. It was nuts. And that's what I'm saying. Like, where's the duality? How do you create healthy duality in your life that gives you that contrast you need to grow? to find a different perspective, right? And to call out what is truly inside you. You know, like one of the worst moments yesterday, my coach was just smashing me and he has like the most amazing pressure with like his shoulder. And it was like in my stomach, like below my belly button, just smushing my guts out, you know? And I'm like, this is terrible. But the duality of that is I'm like, I could quit, like attack. I'm like, all right, coach, you got me. Or I can go, no, I'm going to dig deep. I'm going to go further. I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. Right. And then when I left the math that day, I'm like, holy shit, I'm a man that doesn't quit when it's hard. I keep going. I keep seeking a solution. I try to find a, a solution to the problem. Holy shit. I'm proud of myself for that. Right. You show up differently. That's my contrast. And it came in the form of my coach whooping my ass. But I'm grateful for that, right? Here's someone that's achieved something I haven't achieved and is allowing me and presenting me with contrast that normally I wouldn't get in a, in a day if I was sitting on my couch watching Netflix. You know, what kind of contrast is that? Not the one I want. I'd rather have my guts smushed out and go, who am I? Who am I? Am I a man that quits or I'm someone that pushes when things get tough?
Yeah, I think that's a powerful duality. And that's what I hope this podcast can be, right? That's what we're trying to express. And that should remind you too, like when you're going with somebody who's not as skilled as you think about how, how, how it is when you roll with Victor, you know what I mean? With your professor. Like if you're worried about, oh, I don't want to go hard on this guy or whatever. I mean, relatively, you know what I mean? But it's good to fucking, it's, it's really good to put somebody in the, in the cooker, man. Like that's like, I was telling you the other day, sometimes I, I, I don't know if it's weird or what, but I would rather for me, it's, I would rather, I mean, submission, you know, submissions are good, but sometimes man, just pressuring somebody to where, to where they want to, they, they want to break is, is much, is even better. You know what I mean? So, um, you got to get going or something. Oh, um, yeah, man. So the, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Just that the, sometimes it's better to pressure than sometimes I feel better pressuring. I don't know what the fuck I was saying. I saw you doing this. I was like, I thought you're telling me to hurry up. No, I was trying to tell you like this going. I didn't want to interrupt. My daughter's calling me to tell me to do something I was already going to do, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So I didn't want to not answer the call from the kid and go, Oh, I I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I got you. No, it's all good. But yeah, taking Um, it easy on people, right. You're removing opportunity for them to grow. Yeah. So one of the things that I, I was thinking about today is like, um, I'm not here to make things easier for you. I care about you too much. I'm going to ask you harder questions. I'm going to ask of you, right? Yeah. That's how I can be a better training partner for you. If I take it easy on you, like, oh yeah, yeah. I just let you get the submission. You're like, bro, what the fuck? Like if I'm rolling with someone else, I'm not going to do that. I'm not learning anything. Resist, like give me the resistance I require to grow. And, and the same thing goes in life. It's like, I want to, I want to be someone that calls out the best in you, not makes it easier for you, not makes you comfortable. I mean, like, bro, what are you contributing to, to make your life like this? You know, you're in a bad relationship. What's your part? What's your contribution? You're like, well, fuck. yeah, you're right. It's like, yeah, now let's get to work. Right. Yeah, That's what yeah. it's about. You know, what's your contribution to, and like you said, like, Hey, it's, you're the one creating the life that you have. If you don't have something you want, it's on you. It's your responsibility. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And the, uh, as far as the, uh, the, when you were talking about comparison and, and what we were, it was comparison and some other word you're using contrast, contrast, uh, an, an example of that. And parents will real, will notice this too, but, um, that's like when it's cold outside, and like I'll go somewhere and with my daughters or whatever and it's to them it's cold for some reason I don't fucking know that you know to them it's cold out but they keep mentioning it god damn it you know they keep mentioning that it's cold out you know and they're just comparing it to like from what fucking perspective is it like you mentioning it's cold out is not going to change the fucking weather so you know instead of you know instead of you know comparing then just enjoy the goddamn moment. You know what I mean? Just enjoy it. That made me think of that when you were saying that, because every, every time it's, it's cold, it's cold. Well, exactly. Well, comparison, right. Is external. Yeah. Where's your focus. If you're comparing yourself to something external, it's not within. And that's where with setting intentions every morning, I'm learning it from Brendan Bouchard, like great dude to listen to, you know, I'm really Mm -hmm. excited about the learning and growth. I get really excited about like, 
digging into like when someone's like a good teacher like that, I just study everything. I just go. And so uh, I'm going to be mentioning him a lot, probably just bear with me as I go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> um, but it's like setting my intention and generating and creating the, the feelings and the energy I want to be putting out and always bring in, if I get like my wife's in a mood or something, I'm like, uh, like I take on hers because I'm comparing my, my, you know, external and I'm focused there and I'm trying to fix that, correct that, whatever. And I'm like, hold, I'm responsible for my energy. So I'm staying focused here. And so what I'm trying to cultivate is love and, and lightheartedness and gratitude and connection, whether she's participating in that or not, is it's still up to me to do the inner stuff, not the external. Right. And same thing with jujitsu. It's like, cool, you're working, you're passing or whatever. I don't care. Like, I'm going to give you the resistance that I want to give you. I'm not going to give you the resistance that you want to go with your game. Right. Like last night when I was working this new move, I was trying to do, I couldn't get it for shit. I'm like, God dang it. I was getting mauled. And I'm like, well, okay, I failed, but I'm, I'm eliminating that failure a little bit more every time. Right. I'm, I'm just eliminate the shit that's not working for you in life. And most people don't want to face that shit or even acknowledge it. So you can't work on it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Got to go to that, the, you know, when I go to coach, I'm like, have fuck, I suck at passing. He's going to expose that, but I got to eliminate this suck. I got to eliminate this suck somehow. And usually it's by sucking for a while. Right. And yeah. so life is going to suck for a little while while you clean up your bullshit. And be yeah. okay with that. Acknowledge yourself for your willingness to suck and grow through this suck, right? Stop mm -hmm. comparing yourself to other people that don't suck as much as you. What good is that? It's just yeah. external focus. There's that meme that we put up yesterday. It's a, it's a purple meme and it's a, it's a Bruce Lee quote. And it says, adapt what is useful, reject what is useless and add what is specifically your own. And that kind of relates to what you're saying right there, you know? Hell yeah. And, uh, and by the way, it's purple. And the fucking layout of our shit is is dope because every it's in the order of the belt colors. So everything, every post we put up, it it rotates through the belt colors, the theme of the post. So if you haven't checked it out, go check that shit out. Follow us, share our shit on your story. We'd appreciate it. At Soul Rollers underscore JJ. Um, just want to throw that in there real quick. So yeah, man. But yeah, that Love Bruce Lee it. quote was pretty dope. Um, Very and then, good. Yeah. And then he had another quote under it that was be happy, but never satisfied. That was a good one too. So, yeah, seriously. And, and blissful dissatisfaction, right? Is that okay? That's duality. That's contrast, right? Yeah, man. Because you tell me at a point in life and, and recently I reflected on this. I'm like, holy shit. I'm four years ago. I was dreaming about the shit I have in my life today. The life I'm living. This was the life I was dreaming of having. And I'm like, what the I've been like complaining and worried and stressed lately. What the fuck? Because I was externally focused and I wasn't internally reflecting on just how fucking great my life is and how blessed I am. The external fucks you up, man. That comparison game. Yeah. You know, we could, you and I could sit here and probably, you know, list out all the people in our academy that are better than us. Or we can find everyone on the internet, like Mike Mucci or whatever. We suck compared to him, right? Yes. Compared, right? But the yeah. contrast is, is like, holy shit, I have all these amazing individuals to learn and grow from. They, they provide me with the most wonderful contrast and, and with all the guidance I could ever ask for to grow. All I got to do is be willing to struggle 
and and strive towards a greater version of myself are you fucking kidding me yeah let's get the fucking work right yeah that's the that's the power of of gratitude and you hear a lot of successful people talk about that and before i get to that if you're not if you know if you want to grow in your life and you're you know you you want some increase and expansion and you're not exactly where you want to be you should definitely tune into some people who are where you want to be to some successful people because most successful people i've noticed in our society a lot of people hate like have a negative viewpoint towards successful people oh you could say that cuz you got all this money well you but most people who are that i've come across who are highly successful are some of the coolest positive most positive people on earth yes. and they are where they are because they're constantly giving value and they want to help people they want the people around them to succeed so what they do is they're constantly telling people how to succeed so you go find people who are where you want to be and pay attention and they'll be giving you clues they're always telling you this is how i do it focus on this be grateful you know surround yourself with positive people and and gratitude is a big one that's common amongst everybody who's successful they'll talk about being 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 grateful every day like you were saying it's easy to you look at your life and you're like damn when i was a cop like for me when i was a cop struggling you know having a toxic marriage fucking overweight a little bit like just stressed out depressed fucking you know having that job where i didn't even want to go because it was getting i just wasn't happy there anymore I, I never could have looked around and been like, damn, in six years, I'll be, you know, five minutes from the beach in San Diego. My, my full-time hustle will be doing what I love, which is podcasting. You know, I'll be the healthiest I've ever been. I'll be doing something I love training jujitsu. You know, it was only a, that was only a dream at one point. And now I'm living that. And even though I'm living it, I can look, I can wake up every day and find things to complain about, you know, and I can ruin the fucking dream that I'm living by being negative toward the external things. And that's where gratitude comes in every single day, giving thanks for the things for where you are, where you've been, what you do have and and who you've become as a person, because we can shatter our lives by not being grateful. Our whole lives can fall apart if we're not grateful for what we have. And it happens all the time to people. Yeah. And and it was funny and you can back me up on this is all the studying and uh, personal development we've done common sense is the way that success is from people, right? Like they say, be grateful. You're like, well, whatever it's, it becomes cheesy, like lines that people say. And so all the people that are trying to get success, avoid all the secrets that are just common sense because they're not common practice. So it's like, what are the common practices that get you towards success? Gratitude, you know, no, like how to schedule your day, having a morning routine, like have personal development, have discipline, all these things, right? And that's what most of the time people avoid all the the advice of successful people ahead of them in life because it comes wrapped in common sense. Yeah, that's too simple. That's stupid. It's like, all right. Yeah, no, you're just (laughs) lucky. Don't take the advice. You're just successful because you're lucky. It just fell into place for you. Nope, anyone can reach anything they want. Yeah, You got to take the steps. You yeah. Know? And and when you take shortcuts and when you get something that you didn't earn, it's always detrimental. It's not a blessing. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I with checking in and reflect reflection and gratitude is it's that's a reflective process. And it really brings you to humility and it brings you to the truth in the present moment of where you're at. And you realize like, and I told my wife that yesterday, I'm like, 
literally there about three, four years ago, I was dreaming and I didn't even know a woman like you existed. I was literally trying to dream you up in my head. And I didn't know if I'd ever meet you. I didn't even know if you existed. And now I'm here living with you, creating a family with you. I'm, we're about to have a baby. How, how fucking blessed am I? Are you kidding me? And I'm like, you're the woman of my dreams, right? And that's not accidental. Like I put in effort to that. I, I really worked on myself for two years being single by myself, just working, doing therapy, men's work, all this different stuff on all these different issues I was having. I put in some work, right? Because I knew I needed to. I knew I was the I was the common denominator of the issues that were creating in my life and the struggles I was facing. And most of those weren't voluntary struggles, right? I was suffering at the expense of myself because we, I was working a job that wasn't truly connected with who I wanted to be as a person, right? I thought my dream job was being a cop, but it wasn't, obviously. And it created a lot of suffering in my life because I went from one travesty, one external stressor to the next, right? I never did the inner work. And until you and I, I remember you bringing me that book. You remember you were, I was sitting down, I think you were walking up and, or vice versa. That was the first time we really met. Um, yeah. The first time uh, Jana had told us, hey, you guys should meet and talk. Yeah. And so I brought a gift. Yeah. I remember I brought you a gift. Yeah. The shift. <laughs> the the shift. By Wayne, by Dyer. Wayne Dyer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, fuck, maybe I should start reading and start trying this and do that. And that's a, that's a deep book to read. You know what I mean? For your first, uh, like for a, bro, you took to that book though. Development journal. Bro, you were telling me, I remember though, you were reading it and you took to it. Cause I bring every, I bring a lot of people books, you know, and I brought you that and I was like, oh, this motherfucker, he's because you you were hitting me up, like talking about the book, telling me about it. You were you were you were connecting what he was saying. And Wayne Dyer is a really deep teacher on, on, you know, happiness and prosperity and success. And that book, The Shift, which I recommend to anybody, you know, who's listening, go pick up The Shift by Wayne Dyer. Really powerful shit, man. Um, but I remember you took to that and I was like, fuck yeah. And then you just never, from there, you just, you just kept buying books, man, and kept reading. And that was what, six, seven years ago. And you're still reading your ass off. So even back then, dude, I didn't have the money to buy the books. I was broke. I was dead broke. I was in debt up to my eyeballs because the retirement process I was going through, it was terrible. And so I would go to the bookstore and read the books off the shelf and then put them back. Yeah. I would do whatever it took. I was listening to podcasts constantly. There's so much free content on podcasting. It's amazing. And I'm talking successful, highly successful people that are sharing really impactful training. If you're really stuck on something in life, I guarantee you there's a podcast on it. I guarantee you. Yeah. And you can learn and grow and you could take and, and you, YouTube, like you're saying, dude, you know, for coaching and stuff, I, the coaches out there, the really phenomenal high performing coaches, they have hours upon hours upon hours of training that they're doing or insights that they're sharing or skill sets they're sharing. It's all there. Just value that they're giving. Yeah. You don't even have to buy the programs. You don't have to do anything. They give out tons of value and I guarantee you, you will grow. Right. Yep. But do you want to dedicate yourself to growth? You know, like, like that's what we've done. We basically dedicated ourselves to growth for a long time, Yeah. you know, studying instead of watching bullshit on TV, man, still to this day, man. And I, I will fucking 100%, you know, like, I don't know if, you know, people think you're crazy even, but they're also stuck. Like I do not, I like for me, I do not watch TV. If there's a good fight on, I'll watch a good fight. 
once every couple months, you know, or my daughter wants to watch something with me. Like we want to watch a movie together. We'll go see a movie, but I never sit down to watch TV. If I have the time to sit down, I don't know if it's a fucking neur- neur- neurosis or something, but I sit down and I'm learning something. I sit down and I'm learning something that's going to make me better. No matter what I'm addicted to, I'm addicted to learning how to be a better person. And I yeah. dedicate my life to it. Well, you know? the struggles for me with that is, and I'm going to be very vulnerable about that because you brought it up, is I, I've also like in avoidance of like doubts or fears I have of myself, I've tried to push myself as a learner, sometimes in avoidance of rest and recovery. You know, on Sundays, I don't have jujitsu. There's the, the, you know, and um, it's kind of like my free day to kind of catch up, schedule my week, get back on track and just take it easy. And it's really hard for me to rest, man. I don't like resting. I don't like not reading or learning or doing something. And I'm like, dude, go swim with your kids or something. Just go take a walk over that. And like, it makes me, that's contrast that I need. I need to like be better at resting because that's just as important as growing and learning and pushing. And it's two, you know, it's the same, it's two sides of the same coin, right? Like we need that too. So I'm calling myself on that. I struggle with resting. I don't know how to rest at times. And that's a big part of, and, and even, and you can probably attest to this, studying personal growth and studying successful people, they'll all tell you to fucking rest. They'll all tell you to unplug. Matter of fact, when I was talking to that holistic doctor who is highly recommended by this black belt that I know, um, he, he's a, she's up a, an hour. I drove an hour to see her an hour north to Temecula. But uh, one, of the, one of the prescriptions... Uh, she gave me a bunch of stuff to do just to just to be more holistically fucking sound, you know, on top of those B12 vitamins. But uh, well, one was turn off your phone at a set time each night, two hours before you go to sleep. And one was unplug completely one day per week, like on a Sunday, turn off your phone, turn your alerts off, turn everything off. Don't fucking learn shit. Don't do shit. But, you know, just enjoy silence in your life and your family one day per week you know, and, and that'll help you all around in general, spiritually, mentally, you know? Yeah. Me and my wife, we went in March for her birthday, which I think is the catalyst for the pregnancy, but what do I know? Um, we went to Belize and the, the room, like literally you stepped off the steps into the sand, the beach was right there. Like that, that was our little cabin or little jungle hut that we were staying at. No TV in it you know, all those hotel rooms come with TV and movie channels and all that shit. It's like fucking stop putting TVs in fucking hotel rooms and shit. Go. And we left, we went to the beach. We went on the, you know, we walked around, we explored. It was beautiful, man. And I'm so grateful that there's no fucking electronics in that room. Well, you know, now we're pregnant and we're going to have a baby, but (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, great. Well, so be it. Build your time with something more fun literally like we we checked back the dates and it was like literally like she pregnant on her birthday you know it's like that but oh, that's what you, you should, should name that baby that middle name yeah. belize that's a dope name actually you know uh think what you're talking about there when i lived on Kauai, um beautiful place man beautiful place to adventure like if you want to be an adventurer and find some fucking cool beautiful fucking dude it's one of the most remote islands on earth it Kauai it's the the furthest Hawaiian island that's ha- um habitated is that the word ha- hab- habitat habitat habitual yeah. fuck yeah but well, people live on that motherfucker you know 
Um, <laughs> uh, but you, you the, the 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 funny part is there's there's like some really nice resorts there, you know, and people fly the fucking five hours out there to go to Hawaii, and they sit by the pool in their fucking resort the whole time, you know, and and that's the thing. Like you're going to Hawaii to sit in a resort when come with me and I'll show you the fucking, you know, I'll show you the beauty of this place, man. You know, you're missing out. You're, you're totally missing out on everything by just sitting there drinking fucking Mai Tais, looking at a pool when you're on Hawaii. So I just want to call out the people who do that. You guys are fucking, you guys need to switch it up. If you're going to Hawaii or anywhere, if you're traveling somewhere, there's no point to travel and sit at a hotel and watch TV. You can do that shit at your house, you know? Like I can do that here all day. I don't, but you know, the weather's nice here. Why would I travel if I'm going to go do that? You know, go get out and figure it out. Here's a See quick story about traveling. My first experience out of the country, I went to Tha- Bangkok, Thailand. And uh, my buddy was there teaching and I went there and then he went back to work and started doing his teaching. And so I had the day to myself and man, was I stressed. I was nervous. You know, I was very activated my PTSD and all that shit. And I remember getting up, leaving the hotel, going down, <clears throat> you know, a bunch of times to try to leave. And I was just so nervous. I went back to my hotel. And I'm like, fuck, okay, all right, I'm going to do this. And fuck, and <clears throat> I finally like just said, fuck it. And I went and got on the train and shoot, shot off and started exploring. Dude, I had the most fantastic day, dude. I, I went, I found this fucking beautiful park and the parks there, they're not like parks here. They don't have barbecue pits in them and trash cans and all this nastiness, like people partying and playing loud music the parks there are so serene and so peaceful and so beautiful and quiet somehow it was like the external noises of the the traffic and everything else outside the park couldn't penetrate the park somehow and dude there was like these like lazy rivers going all through the park and i was walking all through that freaking thing and there's like those fucking those dragon lizard things in the water and shit fucking terrifying little godzilla lizards everywhere Mm -hmm. dude i was like man i'm gonna go meditate by the water right here and i looked over and this big ass fucking lizard was right i'm like holy shit never mind i'm not gonna get eaten by that motherfucker and so i just kept walking around i was just enjoying the park and the people i i it was funny i came across a guy that was sleeping with his bare feet right near the water i'm like are you nuts dude you know it was even more funny as i was walking along the edge of the water all through the park yeah, And there was this old man that was just sitting peacefully, like just really serene right next to the water in a chair. And what I didn't notice, like right next to him was one of those giant ass lizards, giant motherfucker, and just chilling right next to him. And his energy, his vibration or whatever it was, was so peaceful that the, the thing didn't even care. But as soon as I walked by kind of neurotic and, and nervous and working through my shit, it like, it like jolted at me. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And he just kind of like, he opened his eyes and he looked at me and giggled. Like he kind of, it was just this peaceful old dude. He saw like, all right, young guy, you know, you're, you're, you're working through it. You know, you'll be here someday. Maybe, I don't know, but he was so peaceful. I'm like, bro, he can just chill by mean, weird lizards and they don't even bug him. Cause he's so peaceful. My neurotic ass is walking around those, those like lizards are trying to punk me and shit. And I'm like, ah, damn. Like oh. it was amazing experience. I was so blown away and it was came from traveling and getting out of my comfort zone. Yeah. That's, um, our, well, a couple things, of course. The first one is the, I remember you sent me the, 
he sent me like a video marco polo of those big ass lizards you know those are big he's talking big lizards not like geckos and shit he's talking about like dog-sized lizards like big ass fucking komodo dragons and shit walking around in the park you know um and the the way that the lizard reacted to you you know and the energy a, a couple things about that for one that's really a metaphor for that lizard is life that lizard is definitely the world outside of us you know and it reacts to you based on your energy you know what i mean and uh i i experienced that something like that when i one time i hiked up into the mountains and i i had like a kind of like a sacred mushroom ceremony like with psilocybin mushrooms for for really in-depth introspection man and uh you know i was sitting there in so much peace i was just meditating and i was sitting there and fucking animals like animals come up to you and shit when you're in that much peace there was like this squirrel like this baby squirrel like it had a nut in his hand the motherfucker just came up it just walked right up to my feet and was holding a nut looking at me bro and i was like i'm in a disney movie this is really happening and i was realizing i was like my energy right now he trusts me he trusts my energy he's reading my energy we're communicating through energy and he just came right up another weird thing was i'm sitting there and a bird um and i remember i'm in this zone of like just connection relax like a motherfucker connected in love just feeling love and this bird not a, you know how hummingbirds hover yeah hummingbirds can hover well other birds do that shit too they just don't show humans like i'm i'm sitting there fucking meditating over this goddamn lake and this bird comes up it's like a sparrow you know <sighs> and the fucking sparrow comes up like two feet from my face and pulls a hummingbird like this sparrow is a big bird and he comes up and he just starts fucking hovering in front of my face, like look at making eye contact with me for like 35 seconds, you know? And I, and I knew exactly what was happening. I'm like, this is because I'm so at one, I'm so peaceful right now. These animals are trusting me. How often does that happen when you're just fucking walking around with your uptight self, you know? And, and back to what I was saying, the metaphor, man, those, those animals is because everything's connected anyway. We're all energy, man. E equals MC squared. All matter is energy all matter is energy. Everything is energy. So, you know, the world outside of us will always match our vibe, man. Like I always say, and that's a perfect, when you said that story, I'm like, man, that's a great metaphor for life. That fucking, that lizard is the world around you, man. And it reacts to what you're putting out 100% of the time. Yeah. You know? And my life is completely different from that time till now, truly. And that's amazing. You know, and I, there's still work to be done. I haven't even got started yet in the truth of it. So grateful. Yep. Yeah. And dude, yeah. we got to all like cultivate that inner Bambi like spirit that you have. Snow White. Called those fucking animals too. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's some Snow White shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. But hell yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, I don't know. You got anything else? You know? Uh, I think we're good, man. I think we're good. That was, that was fun. That was, that was a good, good talk, man. Yeah, I'm grateful for it. Episode. Yeah, me too, man. Cultivate some great uh, gratitude in your life. Definitely. Yeah. Cultivate same. every day. Every day, look around and look at the things you, you can be grateful for, where you were, where you've been, where you are, where you're going. Even a, a, a little trick to throw in there is to cultivate gratitude for your vision, for where you where you know you're headed. You yeah. know, the things that you are, are, are manifesting in your life. Like, we have to be grateful for those too, because, yeah. you know whatever it may and, be and remember like where you're at now is a part of that journey 
it's just as important. You know, it's like you plant a seed and then it grows into a beautiful flower. Where is it the most important? What's the most important part? Like, where is it most valuable? All of it's valuable, every aspect of it. So grateful for this moment, grateful for the vision that you're moving towards, the contrast that that creates in your life to help you grow, for all the support systems and the people in your life helping you become all that. Dude, and, and one of the goals I have every day, which I've struggled with for a long time now, which is why I was so externally focused, is to cry from gratitude every day, right? How can, what, how can I be so grateful that I cry? You know, that's a joyous feeling, but it's an inner experience. Right on. And if, yeah, that's a good, and if you can't, you can just, it, like, if I was there and you couldn't cry, you could be like, hey, I haven't cried yet. Can you just punch me in my stomach? And I'll be like, yeah, I'll make you cry, motherfucker. Come here. I'll peep kick your ass in the balls. <laughs> Crying now, bitch. Yeah. Real <laughs> spiritual, like, uh, comparison there. Yeah. But definitely. Yeah. And, and if you have never really done much with gratitude, expect to suck at it. And that's okay. Right? Just like with jujitsu, you got to expect to suck. And be okay with that. Like, begin working because you're most people are like, we're all stressed out and lonely and depressed or whatever's going on in this world right now. We have that like reaction to life of the lizard, you know what I mean? So, expect it to be a little bumpy in the beginning because gratitude isn't easy to cultivate because we're never like so many of us don't focus internally. We're so focused on the outside. So, it's like, well, I'm, you know, and when gratitude becomes an internal experience that's when you start crying that's when you start having those elevated emotions those higher vibrations right yeah man so yeah. or and, just kick, and, have someone kick you in the nuts yeah that <laughs> skip and, the process shortcut it <laughs> and we're this is you know I, I, i'm not going to go too deep into this but in into physics and things like that but we're we're taught from a young age it's called the newtonian model we're taught that we're taught that energy we're taught that everything we live in a world of matter and when we're taught that we live in a world of matter we we develop this system in our mind that we're separate from other things and when you believe you're separate from other things it's very hard to obtain those things you know but like i said earlier you know the um, einstein's theory of relativity equals mc squared he was saying that all matter is energy and when you realize that all matter is energy you realize you're not separate from anything everything is fucking energy. If you're energy and I'm energy at our base and this table is energy, me and you are on the same fucking, we're the same fucking thing. We're already connected. So that's where the gratitude for the future comes in. Because if you feel like you're separate from your future, your future will remain separate from you. But when you begin to give gratitude for a future that you're already connected with, then it becomes part of your life. So if that kind of explains it for you on a, on a, it does. On a it's level. wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. And, and I, I like one thing is, you know, hope is powerful if, if used correctly, you know, and, and so if you struggle with gratitude, maybe you're really in a bad spot in life, find reverence with just being alive, you know, like that's been something I cultivated, you know, and in, in, my, in my struggles with PTSD is like, after that violent career, honestly, like, I really almost lost sense of like the value of life. Like, like it's such a precious thing. The fact that you have breath, the fact that you exist, like that should be revered. Like, I'm just so grateful that I'm alive. Look at what we went through. Like there's sometimes I kind of laugh, like what the fuck? Like what kind of joke is it that I made it through half that shit? Like there was times kicking doors and doing shit we were doing. It's like, Oh, hope it works out. Like I had no 
clue what was going to happen. And it was not in our favor that it was going to work out well. It was probably more odds were against us, you know, and yet here we are. So start there. Just it's baby steps, right? Just can you just be like, wow, like I'm so blessed just to exist, like to breathe, like, wow, what a blessing, right? And then maybe those other steps begin, you know, like you're saying that, that deeper inner practice of like really cultivating these things. It's like, you know, and understanding that Newtonian like logic and like how we approach life, all that stuff starts to shift and it'll bring in these practices, these common practices. They have to become practice. You have to practice this shit to get better. You have to practice jujitsu to get better. That means you have to show up. You have to suck. Be willing to suck. Be willing to struggle. Yeah, you're worth it. You're worth and it. And then a, a common practice, really quick, as you were talking, is just to 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 invite gratitude into your life through through a deep breath. You know, like just we forget to do that. Even right now, you know, we're talking like if I take like I'll take a deep breath right now, and it will change how I'm feeling. You know, wait, hold on, everybody. Here I go with my deep breath. William, would you like to join me for a deep breath? Deep breath time. Everybody deep. If you're listening, deep breath. Everybody take a deep breath now. Already. Getting high on life, right? Yeah, man. That in itself right there. And as you, as you exhale, you know, you, you give thanks, you know, take a deep breath, stop throughout the day, breathe. I'm alive, motherfucker. You know, I'm alive on this earth. This is my journey. This is my adventure. I can make whatever I want of it. I'm connected to all of it. I can create anything I want in my life. You know, everything comes to me easily and often money comes into my life easily and often, you know, the person of my dreams are already coming toward me right now. We're walking toward each other, the job that I'm looking for, the career, the entrepreneurship, the business, it's all there. I just have to accept it and, you know, match its vibration. And we do that just from the beginning, just from breathing and giving thanks daily, you know? So that's a practice you can just bring into your life on a daily basis, you know, with the gratitude, just start there. You're alive, breathe, give thanks for that breath makes you feel better. Yeah. And, and acknowledge the duality, right? Like, you know, by cultivating that voice of gratitude and, and, you know, reverence, you can start to kind of lessen and dampen the voice of negativity and judgment and conditioning that we've been cultivating most of our lives, right. That causes the stress. So it's just about balancing, you know, it's like the two wolves inside you, that, that old story. It's like, which one wins, which way, whichever one you feed, you know? So yeah, right, we can do this self. all day. You know us. So let's <laughs> call yeah. it. All right. Well, love this you is guys. Good. I love you. Grateful for you, man. So yeah. grateful for doing this podcast with you. Everything. Thank you, man. Time. Yeah. Make sure you guys leave us a rating, review, share this with anybody who may want to hear it. And uh, yeah, Soul Rollers or at Soul Rollers underscore JJ. Check it out. Instagram, share what we put up on your story. We really appreciate that. We see you if you're doing it. We appreciate you. Like we, anytime someone shares our shit, we'll shit. We know you know, we appreciate it greatly. So thank you. And uh, we'll, we will uh, reconvene next week. And uh, that was a good, that was a good conversation. I enjoyed that, man. That was a good one. We, we, let's keep it going. Good shit, man. Oh yeah. You know, so, all right. Have a good week, everybody. Take care. See you guys. Love, Love you. Me. Take care. Love you, man. Peace. Bye. Yep. Bye.